Sounds like I just like like my parents are like coming to like their first school recital. And it's like my child's learning the clarinet. <laughs> Happy New Year! People of the world, children and aliens alike, we have a super special guest today, an actor, writer, comedian, sex god of the nation, voiceover talent. He's really everyone's favorite in your community, my community, to my left's community, to my right's community, to my up's community, to my down's community. Why are you laughing? This is your beautiful intro. How dare you? I love it. You have a Comedy Central special that just came out. Yes, it did. Fucking incredible. Thank you so much. Welcome, Abe Fairley, to the fucking program. Thank you, thank you. I wish they would say that every time I would go on stage. They're like, what are your credentials? And I'm just going to pull up that speech right there. It was better than Braveheart. It was just, <laughs> it was the best speech I've ever heard. Thank you. So what I want to talk about is... Jenny's dress. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? It's so perfect for the new year. Thank you guys. Okay, Jenny needs to drink on every episode. <laughs> Fun fact, we have a new Joel here today. Hi, Joel. Welcome the lesbian wrangler to the, <laughs> to the program. I decided to be Joel. Joel is absent because Joel is actually working for a change. Mm. And we support... We support people <laughs> actually working. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We support people with jobs around here. So here's the thing. We have to we have to talk to you guys very seriously. We've already shot this. But Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. You might be asking, what do you mean you already shot this? We literally already shot this. Yeah, this podcast has already happened. It's not that we've already done this. We're on a different day, okay? This is we've come back. I've drank more this time. It's yeah. an entirely different podcast. We want Wild Abe. Yeah, I almost feel like they were lying, all of you, <laughs> that maybe it was recorded, but maybe I was just boring. Maybe you were <laughs> just, perhaps it wasn't enough, okay? I told you nice things, how I had started, I was very inspirational. <laughs> you and, were, and, you and then were. you're like, come back and, and we'll get you loaded on Tito's. And, and you got me a personal drink driver this time. Because your best friend, yep. your best friend is here in audience. Clap it up for yeah. best friend Meg. Best friend Meg. Okay, sorry, we have growling. feisty chihuahuas. <laughs> that chihuahua does not like Meg. All we did is, <laughs> they've been growling at Meg all night, and all you do is say Meg's name, and they were like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, they'll love each other by the end of the night. I feel like Meg is exclusive to a breed, and, and the chihuahuas can sense it. So they, they could be for chihuahuas, because they like a short, stubby, legged dog. I thought you were about to say that they like a short, stubby-legged woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, damn well, it. Well, speaking of short, stubby-legged women, who has short, stubby legs? I was going, I was going on a tangent, and and I wanted you to come with me. I'm coming with you. And that was <laughs> that was Tippy's smoothest transition. So just let Tippy Tippy, okay? Jenny's had a bit of liquor tonight, and so and by the way, I think we should give Jenny more because at least she's being honest. And I like this Jenny. The last Jenny sat in a dress for an entire two-hour episode. We didn't say anything, and today she sat down before we were even recording and said, "We're gonna address the dress." 
<laughs> and I like this Jenny. I really fucking Jenny's do. Jenny's got a real opinion today. <laughs> I thought maybe in your list you were going to say, speaking of shorts, but then you're going to go, what about this person you dated? Like, I thought Meg revealed some short Well, Meg revealed woman. that you did want to mate with a gal called Miss Juicy. Oh, I see the connection here. Okay. I did it. And yeah. Miss Juicy is on your favorite program um, titled Little Women <sighs> of Atlanta. And yeah. I know that you and like. I want to mate with Miss Juicy. <laughs> no, no. There was, there was a calling of the night. There was a deep kind of thunder that was rolling. I had a little obsession with Little Women Atlanta. Did I? Yeah. Am I ashamed of it? I'm not. Little Women LA, Little Women Atlanta. It was basically like the Real Housewives, but for little people. Was it a sensual obsession? or It was not. I just felt that they were a bit more real than the Housewives, you know? And also, a lot of people judged the little people community, and you could learn a lot about the little people community. It was, like, fascinating. Like, all of a sudden, I became so, like, accepting of that community. It was great. Was, uh, was Little People L.A. in Long Beach? It was <laughs> in L.A., and not only was it... Why in Long Beach? How is that because a connection, but I like but it. A little because bit last it. time I was on, I told myself, <laughs> since I'm Joel, um, that there is an entire little people community in Long Beach with smaller houses. Did you know about this, Abe? Oh, I did not know about that. We actually That's should incredible. go just because the architecture I hear is amazing. I somehow feel like I shouldn't visit. But if you already feel like a big guy, can yeah. you imagine what you would feel like in that community? I would not survive there. This, I literally used to have a joke in my stand-up set where I talked about how moving to L.A. was crazy coming from the East Coast because of earthquakes and having to, like, experience earthquakes. And that the first earthquake I ever felt, I was, like, stoned and and I was ripping my bong. And when it happened, it just went, like, doo-doo-doo, just, like, shook the house. And I actually thought, I was like, oh, giants. Like, I thought it was... <laughs> I was like, it couldn't be, like, why would there ever be like, something that shook the fucking earth? I was like, it must be a giant. And that's what I think would happen if I went to the little people community in Long Beach. They'd be like, giants. The little people would be like, oh my God, earthquake. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Just fucking line backing my way through there. The fucking canals would shake. It's like Jurassic Park, like where you see the ripple <laughs> in the fucking yeah. water and you're like, Something is abound. Miss Juicy, get prepared. Okay, now Miss Juicy, she is an icon though. That show was so good. They had an LA show and I watched so many fucking episodes of it. I watched so many episodes that it suddenly became my goal to be on the Little Women, like or to like run into them, to run into Little Women, like any of them in the Little Women LA show. I was like, I have to run into him. We're in the same city. You know, I have to see him filming somewhere. And then one day, it was during the Women's March, and I went with Meg. I went with Meg and a bunch of our friends, and I lost Meg. You know, there were fucking thousands of people, and in all in pussy hats. And I lost Meg, and all of a sudden, I look up, and I see them, the two little women from Little Women LA. And they've got a camera on them, and I realize I'm in the fucking shot. And I'm looking around like, where's Meg? This is our moment. And I can't find Meg. And it aired. It aired in the episode. And you can see me in the background like, fucking Meg. I made it in. Like the gods, it, I don't even know how it happened. It's called manifestation. I manifested it. Yeah. Some people want to manifest a million dollars. I want to manifest being on Little Women LA. And I did. Meg, can you get on camera? Because everyone keeps talking about you. Bring in the leg. And so we're going to need a shot oh, of leg you. leg is just begrudgingly. Look at this. Like, put a smile on. My goodness. There you go. There you go. You look cute. You got a cute sweater on. You, you, you're all leg. 
Oh, I thank you. Meg, should we tell our favorite leg story? Oh, please enlighten the audience. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, I call Meg uh, Meg the leg because they're all legs, you know? You Look at show Meg. Leg? Just stand, oh, give us a little you. leg. There oh, you go. We got a lot leg. of legs. They're all leg. There's a lot of limb. There's a lot of leg. This is an awful story, and I've never shared this publicly. <laughs> oh, thank you in advance. Okay, so Meg um, works a lot of fun queer events and uh, once hired me on a gig to MC an event. Oh, I was do it, love was this it, one. Oh, my God. Wait, was it, was it trivia? What was it? Magic Dyke. Magic oh, Dyke. Magic Dyke. And I MC'd. It was a great night. It was a good time. And as an MC, because, you know, I'm a stand-up comedian, I love to perform, I love to be on stage, but MCing is different because you have to kind of first go up, get the crowd going, you know, you want to talk with people, but then once you bring up your first act, most people are like, okay, whatever, I'm just naming, you know, bring up the next people, but I always like to hang and kind of watch what they're doing and and then, you know, reference it, right? Like, oh, that was a great crazy magic trick or whatever. But when you're MCing, there's also a million other things going on. And so after a few people, uh, I was kind of like, oh, shoot. Like, all of a sudden, I was getting called up to go do this, to do that. Like, I started kind of running around. But I knew the performer was up and had, like, seven minutes. I'm, like, timing it. I'm running around the place. I run back to the green room, and the performer's finishing up their thing and, like, their their performance. And Meg says, this crazy thing happened. You know, the I think it was a drag king, right? Drag king performance. It was all drag kings, yeah. All drag kings. And, and they said, you know, this king, he's great. And he had this crazy performance. He took off his leg. I said, what? And they said... Yeah, a prosthetic leg. You took off the leg. And it, this was all happening so fast. I was about to get on the stage. And I don't think Meg had really been watching the full performance or either I had heard, misheard it a, Meg. It was a Ghostbusters number. And <laughs> the performer did, yes, have one leg. Um, it was a great performance. At, they went last because at the end there was goo splattered along the Love stage. We had to put a tarp down. Um, besides that, yeah, it's a little fuzzy. Okay, so Meg tells me, I took the leg off. The crowd went wild. I was like, what? No way. I missed this. Hey, I would for the shock value for the performance of it. <laughs> so I went on the stage. I was like, give it up for him. It was great with the leg. <laughs> and and the people were like, eh. and, and I was like, yeah, come on. You was on the leg. Because you know, I just think like, if you know, he, I work, you gotta mention like, the leg. I like. I love people with disabilities. I love people. Anyone that can like use. You got a disability. You got, you're missing a leg, and you start using as part of your act. I was trying to encourage this person. Like I was trying to be like a positive. You know, like I thought it was great Fuck that yeah. they used it as part of their set. And so I was like, "Come on, get let me hear it. Come on, leg, 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 leg." <laughs> Literally, I start leading a leg chant. To, uh, and, and this was a sold out show, by the and, way. And there's people staring at me, and, and, like, "What the fuck?" And, and a couple people like out of pity for me were like, "Leg, leg, leg." And I'm like, "Come on, leg, leg, leg." And I'm like, that was awesome. All right. And, you know, the ditch kind of fizzles out. Yeah, I get off the stage. bring up the next performer. I get off the stage. And somebody comes up to me and they're like, I just want to let you know, you know, I think that person's leg fell off on accident. Oh, you know. And I said, what? Uh, no. See, my ass is like, oh, that was so intentional. That was. Meg missed when it fell off. So it was <laughs> unclear on whether it was an intentional thing or not. What we're hearing is perhaps it fell off and they recovered by just being like, in my leg, and and going with it, to which they were hoping like no one really noticed, except the MC, me, goes on the stage going, leg, leg, leg. <laughs> 
But to be clear, I panicked, and because I seriously, that would break my heart if oh, anyone course. thought you, I was. You didn't want to offend anybody. No, else. I'd no, the last thing. Still process it with me to this day. He'll call me at two a.m. Did, did I fuck it. up there? And I'm like, well, it's... here's the thing: we never got an answer on whether it was a prop or not because some people in the show go, "No, we we did think it was a prop. Like they, they used it. We didn't chant with you because we didn't know how much we were supposed to like lean into it." And so I'm like, "What the fuck? Someone used it as a prop, but then other people were like, it, they they fell. Like it was a clear fall." And and you really highlighted it when they tried to. Did you to. ever talk to this person? I, I've never found them, and 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 I. That's why I call Meg constantly. I want to go with it was a, a heroic moment for them, and they used it. I as think a part they did the trip, gig. and they just they just went with it. It's one of those moments I think about in the shower. You know, like I'm just like, fuck, why did I do that? Keeps you up at night. Wait, everybody, but everybody has a moment like that. But also, maybe they appreciated it. Maybe they were like, great, we were able to like. I encouraged it. It happened. It wasn't like you, you don't know, not fucking. You right. know. They were a good sport about it. And they're a fucking incredible performer. So it's like, you know, I, I'm almost somebody that's like, when something like that happens, we should we should laugh, have a good time, or encourage it, you know? That's my thing. And if, if I had, you know, a prosthetic, I would absolutely use it in every bit and do my party trick. Off? Like you and the and the rappers. Yeah, I do eat <laughs> cupcake wrappers. Excuse me? But that's not a prosthetic. That's just my mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> you eat? Cupcake oh, yeah. wrappers? It's, you know uh, it's your this. birthday, and you hand Abe a cupcake saying, thank you for celebrating with me. He puts the whole thing in his mouth wrapper and all swallows it down. Yeah. Like a goat. Like a goat. <laughs> Goatee paper. Fire. They think it's going to be like a bit, you know, and it's not. I just... Do you like the taste, or is it just that you're what so What do you mean it's not hungry? a bit? Of course it's a bit. No, no, but they think I'm going to like... They think I'm going to pull out the paper. Oh, like a magician. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm kidding. I didn't actually eat it. Like that kind of bit. No, it's like a bit like I'm mentally unwell and will eat that. Abe, what's it like uh, after the fact when you're home alone? Honestly, my gut is not affected until I eat about 12. And then there's usually a problem. 12? Yeah. You got a limit. I don't know that that's the rapper. Well, listen, once I do it, some people really find it amusing. Wait, but is that your party trick? Yeah. Because everybody has a party yeah. check. Oh, We've that's talked about this. Yes, you do. I'm sure you do. I think yours is airing your puss just out at the <laughs> You are your party trick. What are you talking about? You walk in and you're like, I'm fucking here. I'm going to say the wildest <laughs> shit you've ever, you've never fucking heard in your life. I'm going to say it to your face and look you dead in the eyes. That's true. A hundred percent. We all have a party trick, you know, taking off your leg, eating a cupcake wrapper. I can fit my fist in my mouth. Can you? Yeah. Let's see it. Yeah. For the camera. We're going to go for the camera. Joel, come on. Let's go. Joel. 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 Come on, Joel. Seriously? Yeah. Seriously. Take the engagement ring off. I can hold it for you. Chips a tooth on the engagement ring. Well, honey, I was fishing my mouth. Meg, Meg, will you hold Wrangler's mic, please? Oh, yes. Yes. Joel. 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 Sorry, Joel. 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 Oh, my God. It is in there. Wow. Yeah, give it the profile. Turn to the- <laughs> <laughs> give it the profile. <laughs> that was incredible. Oh, my oh, God. I know you're a lesbian, but you would suck great dick. Nobody's dick is that girthy. Huh? You haven't been on a gay cruise. Dude, on the gay cruise, one time, okay, oh, this please, is Please, please. On the gay cruise, one time, so on the cruise, it's really hard when you're performing because there's not always like a place that you can go to just like relax because you go out in the boat and everyone like knows who you are. 
And my first show I did, my first cruise, they didn't give me a very nice room. Like I was like Leonardo and like the Titanic, like dancing on the fucking, with the furnace guys. That was me. Like literally no window, no fucking air. Like this is like my first time, you know, I'm just down, I'm chilling. I'm not going to complain. I'm, I'm on a free cruise. I'm having a good time. There's dick everywhere. There's dick everywhere. Good times. So I go up to get lunch and I'm like, listen, I have a genius idea. I'm going to not get lunch in the cafeteria, like in the main thing. I'm like, I'm going to go to the fucking nachos bar out by the pool because no gay man is eating the beef nachos. They're just not. It's empty. Okay. So I went to the nacho bar and this dude sits next to me. He's like, do you mind if I sit? I'm like, all cool. He was a doctor. Uh, an anesthesiologist and by the way at a hospital that I've attended he may have been mine and the man stands up we're talking we're you know we're chatting and stuff and he stands up and he goes all right well I go you know it's nice to meet you man he goes yeah nice to meet you and I stick out my hand and he just pulls out his penis just pulls out the dick like as if I'm supposed to I'm like nice to no and then and and I literally just went like this I went like just just a little (laughs) like a (laughs) And it was the biggest fucking schlong I've ever seen in my life. Not that I've seen many, but I watched porn. And this thing was like girthy. Rocked up. It wasn't even hard. Literally, it was massive. It was so girthy. Like the length, yes. But it was the girth that was the most impressive. So I went like this. I went, wow. And then and then I said, that's the biggest penis I've ever seen. He goes, I know. And I go, I have to take a picture with it. <laughs> like a monument. It was the size of my forearm. I took a picture next to it. I still have the photo. Did you take a selfie or did someone take the picture of you with the penis? I was like, line your penis up with my forearm. And yeah, and, and I wasn't to. even worried about the Can length. Can we please see this? I'm so sorry that you Just guys can't see this. No, yeah, we can't show it. We can show everyone's yeah. reactions. Yeah. yeah. Let me see if I can find it. I have... Uh... Come here. Come here. Meg, you're gonna get growled. No, 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 no. no, no. Don't touch yeah. Meg. Don't touch Meg. I love beer. Does he bite? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. If he growls, just don't touch him. That's you know he does warnings. Okay, um, I've I found the uh, the dong. Yeah. Okay, so I just want to emphasize to everyone that this is like, do not look at this photo thinking of length. I didn't go for length. Okay, I went for for girth. Uh, so, anyways, without further ado. Oh, you know, it looks... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Don't, don't spoil anything. Let us see it. Just wait. Okay. Abe needs to He's show... He's shaved. Yeah. What? So you wait, really the, see the, the whole thing. Is the long thing. part hairy sometimes? Yes. Why? No, no, the top is shaved. No, the you'll top. See. The, you'll see. He's His full pubes. shaved. His He's pubes. full shaved. He's... I like that Meg's learning about penises. <laughs> I'm I'm scared. I don't I don't want I, I, I'm, yeah yeah yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah show <laughs> show Meg. Oh my god! <laughs> I agree. <laughs> the crow. Why? That's not shaved. It's waxed. Let's not talk about the pubes. Let's talk about the girth. Yeah, let's it talk about. It literally girth. looks like an elephant trunk. I, that's what top. I was gonna say when I was trying to describe it. It looks like an elephant's trunk. I sent it out literally to like I sent it out in like multiple group chats. I showed my aunt. I was like, I gotta show you this. You gotta show your aunt. Yeah, you gotta see Get this. Becky, it's a disservice. Yeah. Let's get Jenny another round. Let's. <laughs> you want you want drinks for Jenny? Yeah. Hi. No, he doesn't jump. Can he I pick jump. him up? You Does can. this one bite too? Yeah. Stinky. 
Yeah, he gets getting dental work tomorrow. <laughs> Don't shame him. All right. By the way, this growling dog being on Meg but hating Meg is my favorite segment of this podcast. Meg can't touch the dog. And by the way, whenever Meg looks at the dog, it's like, like it just <laughs> can't even fucking look. But he's claiming you. He's claiming well, it's you. Well, just wait, give it a try for a second. Jenny, move your hand for one second because he seems to like you. But Meg, give it. Oh, they're they're they He can be nice when he wants oh, to be. Yeah, he just has to know that he's safe. He does. Yeah, you're safe with the leg. Meg. So, would you come on the gay cruise? Oh, I am very sad that it didn't work out with my work schedule. That I didn't get. To I tried go. to get Meg um, on the gay cruise. Oh yes, we but tried. let me be clear. I don't know if Meg could survive the gay cruise. I, I'm not sure it's for Meg. It's for Meg, Meg would never survive the dick deck. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes, Meg. There's a dick deck. What the hell is a dick deck? It's basically mini golf, but full of penises, <laughs> and 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 men are just doing things to each other, and you just you walk through like it like a like an exhibit. A beautiful cruise full of beautiful activity. At night when the sun goes down, mini golf turns into the dick deck. <laughs> but I did go on one boat where there was no dick deck, and that was a sad place. And by the way, they complained. The gays were writing in complaints being like, we don't have a dick deck. There's nothing better than traveling with a homosexual male. Because they like to party, they like to get freaky, they like to suck dick. Those are the three things Tippy requires. <laughs> Okay, especially in a foreign country. Yeah. You have to go out, have fun, and suck a little dick. <laughs> and let me watch. What's this dog's name again? Boopy? Obi. Boopy. You're really getting the names right Boopy. today. Boopy. Yeah. Boopy. <laughs> Boopy. I, I feel like I need to leave, but I bond him and like. <laughs> Don't you dare. Yeah. Don't you dare try to no, fucking leave. <laughs> he's, he's trusting you, man. This is a bond. Meg, he's trusting you. We've talked about His eyes literally look. Love yeah, you. Yeah, but Paco's Paco. a slut. Yeah, Paco is a slut. So is Meg. <laughs> That's true. And so is Boopy. Yes, so is Boopy. Abe, would you consider yourself a slut? A previous slut. Antique slut. An antique slut. But I don't know. I had fun. You know, I well, I wasn't one to dive into a relationship. For how long? Years. Years. You've been slutting for years. I wouldn't say slutting. I had a bad, okay, I was like, I had settled down. I was in like a nice relationship and it, and it was shitty and it would have ended. And so then I just was like kind of transitioning during that time and I didn't want to get into like a relationship with someone until I was like sure of who I am as a person and like what I can bring to the table. Because I think that when you're in a relationship, like you have to be working on yourself in order for it to be a functioning good relationship. Because otherwise it's just shitty. You're just, you haven't grown. You haven't, you know. So I think it took me like a while, you know, coming into my, into my new skin, literally, uh, in order to be like, okay, I can now settle down. And I didn't want to be with someone that wasn't like exactly right. Like I think dating as a trans person is a lot harder than people realize. Even with very accepting people, there were always like random little hurdles and stuff I was running into. Like what? Like uncomfortable things in the bedroom. You know, all of a sudden I wasn't what they're expecting or like they say something, they use language that makes me feel, you know, I'm not super sensitive, but somebody that uses like language that makes me feel they really don't understand me. It's hard to like fully trust in that person. Mm. Or sometimes I would find somebody who is very well aware knowing that I'm a trans man. But when it would come to doing something like sexual, like I I had someone straight up tell me like, I need a minute to process your transness. Oh. Like tell me that in bed. And so it's like, whoa, like, okay. Um, 
So I think also like being trans like requires, at least for me, like a lot of communication. And I think for some people that communication can actually be dysphoric. And I and I totally like respect that. Um, and sometimes I do feel that it's just it's dysphoric. Like I don't want to like sit down and have like a picnic of a conversation like where we're going into a whole fucking thing of like do's and don'ts. It's like, let's just figure figure it out. And again, everyone's different. But for me to like kind of be vulnerable and I think that trans people like because sometimes we're in bodies that don't always align with us. Like when you are sharing that body with someone else and they say something like, I need a minute to process this or process you, like it can fuck you up in more ways. Like even if you're someone like me that doesn't really give a shit and it's kind of like laughs at stuff like that, it kind of makes you go like, whoa, like it, it reaffirms that you're different or that you're some kind of something that needs to be processed. Whereas then you can also find people that don't even think that like they don't, it doesn't even cross their their mind to think that you would like they're into you they're attracted to you they think you're sexy like whatever you have to bring is what they want but people have said like really crazy things and I think that scarred me a bit so I kind of was like not wanting to like settle with someone until I found somebody that just like it, it wasn't a thing but with my my new girlfriend like it just never really got brought up like it just never was really like an issue it was just so easy it wasn't like oh we have to have a conversation about this or this or whatever it just came naturally and I think that it's awesome when you get to find that person, but sometimes it, it takes a minute navigating through a sea of fucking confused people or people that are ignorant. Right. See, I told you I'd get fucking inspirational again. I told I you. Love it, I, told I love you. it. But that being said, as a trans person, I obviously like I'm having the best sex of my life. Like I think once I found like a person that it felt that easy with, like all of a sudden being in a relationship with them also felt easy. But I also met them at a time where like I'd been out for a couple of years and I felt really confident as Abe and as who I am and as a man, like there was no doubt in me. And I definitely think that how I'm represented now, like I look more like how I know I've always felt. So that also like the timing of that was very helpful. Because if you don't feel like how you are, it's hard to like be open with someone. For sure. It's like I always like, try to explain to people. It's like if you f feel that you're a woman and you looked in the mirror and you're like, oh, why am I a man? Like why am I hairy? Why do I have a dick? Why have all these things? Like it's going to be hard to be sexual with someone because you're like, I know this looks like this, but I'm not this. Like so it's weird. Um, but once you start accepting yourself and being yourself, all of a sudden it's just like a world of easiness that's like awesome. Oh, oh. Sorry. The dog sneezed on Look me. Look at the dogs just fucking loving me. <laughs> our, our, our relationship has truly uh, evolved. It's escalated quickly. It's escalated quickly. It's a love affair now. He's yeah. gazing deeply into my eyes. Wow. He does look deep into your eyes and suck your soul. He's cute when he's not like, Argh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's really a lover. But to be here. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name again? Hobi. Hobi. But I like Chuby. All I know is it doesn't growl, and I like it. <laughs> so do you have any New Year's resolutions mm. now that it's, you know, the new year, beautiful day, new dawn? You want to know the worst part about this is that you asked me this the last time we did this entire fucking podcast, yeah. and I had plenty of days to actually think of a resolution this time, and I still haven't. You don't have to have one. I, I No, I do. I think it's just to, like, commit more to myself, you know, and, like, what I'm doing and, and what I'm trying to do, like, and believe in it in a little more, because I think... A lot of times, like we, especially living out in LA, everyone's got doubts about themselves and stuff like that. But I think my thing this year is just to like be easier on myself, you know? I think that we, at least I, I don't know, I tend to beat myself up a lot or be really hard on myself. And I think I want to be easier on myself and just keep doing what I'm doing and, and keep trying to, you know, make people laugh and 
like commit to it without having to beat myself up all the time. You want to give yourself grace. I, I guess just like a little leniency. Like I think I'm really hard on myself and I think this year I want to have like just more fun with it and just like lean into it more and like not give a fuck if I get like a ton of views or if I get this or that or whatever. Like I just want to do stuff for fun. Like I've been building my career and living out here for so long and now it's like I want to give less fucks. That's my New Year's resolution to give Love less fucks. That. You know what I mean? I just want to give less fucks. That's what this podcast is yeah. all about. I want to have fun. <laughs> Me and Choopy, you know? We're going to fucking... <laughs> Yeah. You and Choopy. Yeah, Choopy. We're going places. We're going to the dick deck. Choopy would love the dick deck. Choopy would love Poopy the dick deck. Choopy, Um, I remember, like, obviously a, a few years ago, you were, like, really trying to, like, focus on, like, writing a sitcom mm. and blah, blah, blah. But now you've really veered and, like, focused on stand-up. Where are you at now? Or, like, what does your five to ten year plan ideally look like? Is it to go back into, like, writing for television? Well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. I think that, yeah, for like when I first moved out here, I was really into like writing and acting. And then I found stand up and I really got passionate into stand up. And then I actually like kind of took a break from stand up for a bit during the pandemic because that's when I started transitioning and really coming to terms with myself. And I was unable to like keep performing as a butch lesbian. And when I first came out as trans, like it was, it was harder for me because I think I always say that there's something inevitably funny about a butch lesbian, whether you support them or not, like they're going to make you laugh. But with a trans guy, like the news makes us so fucking political that so many people can't get out of their heads the second they see me, like they don't even want to laugh. They just want to immediately not like me because they've got something in their head. And so I think it was like a weird adjustment for me, but I almost liked the challenge and I liked rising to the challenge. And so I think the last couple of years, like it really became my mission to like find a set that crushes no matter what or, you know, like to figure it out. And I've been very grateful for the last like year or two that I've had getting to do these gay cruises. And I just had my little Comedy Central set come out. And wouldn't um, say so little, but OK. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it was as big as that guy's schlong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, I just it's a think. a big that, fucking deal. Big yourself up, bro. Yeah, thank you. But I think that like in stand up, like I've I've been doing the thing now and. I don't know how much I love it. Like I'm still figuring it out because I've also in this time, like the last couple of years, I've gotten the opportunity to go work on a couple movie sets and I've been working a lot with actors. And I think that kind of gave me that bite all over again, that little like bug to like want to keep creating. And I also think that in this time, I haven't seen a lot of trans representation. There's, and this might be controversial to some people, most trans content we see is about trans women. We never see stuff that's like a leading trans dude. And it's like, if you do ask people about a trans guy, you're talking Elliot Page, you know? Like you're talking these certain people that's like, we should know more than that. We should know more than, you know, and I love Laith Ashley, he's a friend of mine, but like Laith Ashley is fucking beautiful and he's fucking ripped. Like what about the everyday? And he's also a very nice guy. He's incredibly nice. He's one of my good friends. I love Laith so much. But also Laith should be Lath. in more, he should, Laith should be in fucking everything. He's the leading man. He was leading man in fucking Taylor Swift's Lavender Haze. Why isn't he a leading man in everything? He doesn't have to play a trans guy. He's fucking beautiful. He's ripped. And people want him. He's sexy. Like, he should be a leading guy in every type of show. So the fact should you. That, well, thank you. But the fact that we don't have that yet is fucking ridiculous, you know? Like, the fact that it's like you have to play a trans character or something, it's like, why aren't we all talking about this? We need to have more roles for trans dudes where they're just in everything and not a fucking cameo, but a leading guy. You can write it. So that's kind of my goal now is to try to create that that opportunity and not just for beautiful people like Lath, but for also like I'm a fucking big dude from Boston, but I'm a real dude. Like, you know, there should be more guys that are just fucking real people. I like your fucking face, though. <laughs> 
Thank yeah, you. I just have to say Thank though, you. like, and as you've been talking, I've been staring at your lips, and <laughs> I fucking love your lips, Ooh. and like, you should be everywhere you want to be. Um, <laughs> like a know, visa, a weekend of bang. Like you, is this how this you ends? should be everywhere you want to be. You still got that you girthy got, dick or what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that against anyone. I just mean that like. You know, we have our certain trans stars, and they're awesome. But first of all, they need to be in more places. And second of all, other trans guys just need to be in, like, more things. Like, we need we need a, a larger outreach. And, uh, you know, I, I think that if we can write content that's good for them, a lot of the content right now is being written by cis people, you know? It's not written by trans men. It's not written, like, their stories. So I kind of think ultimately that's my goal. That's what I'm doing on stage, right, is, like, trying to create that visibility. And so – I think on any scale and especially a large scale like in movies or TV, like I definitely want to try and create that visibility for sure. People look to you in the community, you know, as a voice. And mm, like if I anybody can that. fucking do it, you can do it. If I'm being honest, I don't know if I'm for everyone in the trans community because I want to create characters that are like outside of just like here's us getting our tea shot. Like, yes, that's important, but it's also important okay, to show us being people. Okay, but you don't have to tell every people. trans story. You could tell like whatever story you want to tell yeah. and it's still adding to the voice. Right. Um, like Hunter Schaefer in the new Hunger Games. The, I didn't see her in the, the new prequel. Games, yeah. That's awesome. But when do we start doing it with trans men as well? Yeah, right. Totally. And I feel that also it's like, okay, Hunter Schaefer is a perfect example. Hunter Schaefer in, in Euphoria, she's incredible. And if you think about it, if you watch Euphoria, they actually don't talk that much about her being trans. No, they don't. There's know. a couple things that get brought up, but not really. She's mostly accepted and loved and like occasionally things get brought up, but her whole identity isn't that. And she fucking crushes. Yep. She's beautiful. She's amazing. And she's just a great actress. So that's the exact representation that I want to see for trans men, where it's like our whole identity doesn't have to be about this. Like completely different, but on a similar thing. Like I have a very good friend, Madison Tevlin, who has Down syndrome. She's an actress I just worked with in the movie Champions. And I work with her as a coach. And she always says that having Down syndrome is the least interesting thing about me. And I love that because it's so true. She's so incredibly talented and she's so incredibly good at what she does. And I think that that's the same thing with a lot of marginalized communities and especially in the trans community you know, where you don't see a lot of this representation where it's like, why can't being trans be the least interesting thing about us? And we just happen to be characters that people want to fuck and they want to date or they want to get to know. And that's just what it is. And so that's ultimately my goal is to create characters where it's like, yes, they happen to be trans, but they serve a purpose to the story besides just their fucking identity. But that's you know? also, I think it's also a, a function of what society does, right? By politicizing trans identity so much and the right. only time that people see about it is like struggling trans youth and trans right. people trying to play sports and all these things that that's all they see it as that's all they see it as so they see you and they're like you just must be struggling yeah it, it's yeah it, it's exactly that it's like you know people will come up to me a lot and they'll ask something like what do you think about you know trans youth and it's like you know or trans youth like, transitioning it's like I don't fucking know. I'm not a parent. I'm not a doctor. I don't fucking know. I'm a, I tell jokes for a living. Like, <laughs> I'm an adult trans person. Like, I don't fucking know. I don't like, have that's the not your right, experience. Right, right. Yeah, and, like, why do I have to talk about that? I don't fucking – look at me. Am I playing sports? Like, come on. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm not outlapping anyone. Like, I don't know. So it's, like, weird that all this, like, pressure rides on us when it's, like, I'm just trying to exist. And if anything, I hope my goal is like a lot of, you know, my dad's like a big hockey player and all of his friends are these hockey guys and they fucking love me. I drink beers with them. I'm a guy's guy. Like 
and I, I'm in his fucking football pool. And I'm like, I'm, I mean, my name's Fear the Queer, but I'm in. And and it's like, I just want that to be the thing where it's like, you're just a guy's guy. It just is what it is. It doesn't have to be this like, well, Fox News told me you shouldn't use a bathroom. You know, it's like J.K. Rowling hates you. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. That's your, I don't care what Chappelle says or J.K. Rowling. I don't want to give you my opinion on it. It shouldn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't matter. It should just, we should stop trying to like talk about politics with trans people and just just see what they're doing in life, you know, like how they're living, not how they're fucking struggling. It's ridiculous. I think the most beautiful queer stories are just queer people doing normal ass shit. Right. Why can't we just have fun standing around doing nice things? Why can't we just have nice things? Right. Can't we have nice fucking things? Yeah. Can't we just have a goddamn dick deck? Yeah, I just want to do that. Damn it. You know, but I have hope, though. And, yeah. and I want to be positive. I, yeah. I have hope that, like, you know, as more people tell their story and, you know, more people like you yeah. bring out stories in 5 to 10, I'd love to see where it gets to. I agree. Hey, what's happening in the new year for you? You just had this Comedy Central special come out, which was lovely. Thank lovely. you. Thank you. What do you have coming in the new year? Um, I have... I did a taped a little special with World of Wonder, who produces, uh, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race. It's coming out uh, hopefully this April or sometime in the spring. So I'm excited about that. Um, I always have shows coming up. I'm I'm doing a whole bunch of shows. I'm I'm playing Vegas in a couple weeks in the end of January. Where are you going in Vegas? I'm going to be at uh, the Jimmy Kimmel Club and. Um, Probably some other spots too that I'll post about. And then I um, I worked on a Christmas movie all all last year that got postponed because of the strike. So it'll come out next Christmas called Dear Santa, fun Jack Black movie. You um, love Christmas music. I fucking, you know, I'm so happy the Christmas season is over, so I don't have to listen to any more music. I listen for a whole whole year straight. But yeah, so we'll see what else happens this year. I mean, it's only January. 2024. Abe fucks you more. <laughs> 2024, Abe fucks you more. <laughs> Repeat it, just one more 2024, time. 2024, <laughs> Abe fucks you more. That's what it is. <laughs> well, fucking come back. Come back after you tape your special, plug your shit. You know, maybe you could just delete this whole episode as well. Just do another third one. And this time I'm just blackout. How about that? <laughs> you got you to gotta do the Joel sound. 